The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Some Sadducees, those who deny that there is a resurrection, came forward and put this question to Jesus, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote for us, If someone's brother dies, leaving a wife but no child, his brother must take the wife and raise up descendants for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first married a woman but died childless. Then the second and the third married her. And likewise, all the seven died childless. Finally, the woman also died. Now, at the resurrection, whose wife will that woman be? For all seven had been married to her. Jesus said to them, The children of this age marry and remarry, but those who are deemed worthy to attain to the coming age and to the resurrection of the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. They can no longer die, for they are like angels, and they are the children of God, because they are the ones who will rise. That the dead will rise, even Moses made known in the passage about the bush, when he called out, Lord, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And he is not God of the dead, but of the living, for to him all are alive. The Gospel of the Lord. Today's gospel introduces us to the Sadducees, and we haven't heard much from them during this liturgical year because most of the year we've been hearing from the gospel of Luke, and this is the only time that the Sadducees appear in the gospel of Luke. And the Sadducees, they're similar to another group that we are probably familiar with, the Pharisees. Both the Sadducees and the Pharisees were Jewish religious parties, and they were in opposition to one another because they had different views on some of the teachings of the faith. But what they had in common was that they both opposed Jesus and they opposed some of his teachings on the faith. So we encounter both of these groups, sometimes together, sometimes separately, as they uh, encounter Jesus and question and challenge him. The encounter that we heard in today's gospel was over the Sadducees' opposition to Jesus' teaching on resurrection. At that time, resurrection from the dead was a belief that had been emerging for the Israelites, had been uh, kind of being formulated for the Israelites in their recent centuries. Nowadays, perhaps we take belief in resurrection for granted, both the belief in Jesus' resurrection as well as belief in our own personal resurrection. But this teaching was not taken for granted at that time. It was a topic that was debated. And the first reading today from 2 Maccabees demonstrated how God had been progressively revealing resurrection to his people. 2 Maccabees is one of the later writings of the Old Testament. It's written in the second century before Christ. Nowhere else in the Old Testament do we find 
such an explicit profession of faith in resurrection as we heard from one of the brothers being persecuted in that first reading. He said to the king, the king of the world, that is God, the king of the world will raise us up to live again forever. The Sadducees, however, would have rejected a writing like 2 Maccabees because it was too new, so to speak. They held that only the teachings of the faith and the law as found in the Pentateuch were the true scriptures. Those were the first five books of the Old Testament. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Therefore, they rejected the idea of resurrection. And this is how we can remember who the Sadducees were. The Sadducees didn't believe in resurrection, which is why they were so sad, you see. Get it? Okay. So rather than believe in resurrection, the Sadducees believed that one lived on in one's descendants and in their memory, rather than personally living on in our own resurrection. This is why when Jesus arrived in Jerusalem, they came to challenge him regarding his teaching on resurrection, and they presented this particular scenario. And in this scenario, it was important for the brothers to marry their deceased brother's wife, because without resurrection, it would be important to have children on their brother's behalf in order to ensure that he lived on in their descendants' memory. But furthermore, they presented this particularly convoluted and absurd scenario in order to make both Jesus and the idea of resurrection look absurd and silly. But as we can come to expect, Jesus was ready for the challenge. And he even referred to Moses himself in defending this teaching. Moses was an authority the Sadducees certainly recognized and accepted. And Jesus offered evidence that even in those early books of the Old Testament, resurrection and the teaching, the understanding of resurrection was there. Moses had an understanding of it, even if it was not fully developed. Resurrection is consistent with the Jewish faith, is what Jesus wanted to point out. Now, I say that perhaps we take belief in resurrection a bit for granted. So every Sunday we profess our belief in the resurrection in the creed. So the last four lines of the creed, very familiar to us, they go like this. I believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. And I look forward to... The resurrection of the dead. Excellent. I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of world to come. Amen. Every Sunday we make this profession of faith in the resurrection. We have these words memorized. But do we take it for granted? Do we recognize the magnitude of this belief and what difference it makes in every part of our life? Back in February, we... We heard from uh, chapter 15 of Paul's first letter to the Corinthians for two consecutive Sundays. And in these verses, Paul offers a thorough teaching about Jesus' resurrection from the dead and how our resurrection from the dead follows from Jesus's. And he even asked a question 
which demonstrated that this debate about resurrection was still ongoing, Paul asked the Corinthians, how can some of you say there is no resurrection from the dead? So for those two weeks in February, the theme of my homilies was resurrection. And after one of the masses on that second week, a woman came up to me after mass and asked me about it. She said, she asked, why are we talking so much about resurrection these past two weeks? So I said, well, that's the second reading from Paul is on that theme of resurrection. So that's why I've been preaching about it both these Sundays. Then she said, well, maybe what I mean to ask is, why is the second readings, why were the second readings in both these masses about resurrection? Wouldn't it make more sense to have those readings around Easter time? Good question. So I explained to her you know, how the lectionary is put together, the lectionary of our Sunday readings, and that in ordinary time throughout the whole year, we are mostly going through Paul's letters, and we just go through them, the important parts of his letters, consecutively. So at that time, it was 1 Corinthians, then it would be Galatians and Colossians, etc. And so we just happened to be, those two weekends in February, happened to be in chapter 15 of Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. And that, that chapter just happened to be about resurrection. So she thanked me and accepted my answer, but I could, I could tell that she wasn't fully satisfied with it. And in one, hand, in one sense, my answer was correct, but on the other hand, it was, I think, insufficient. And as I thought about it later, I realized that what I should have said to her was that resurrection was the theme of these two weekends in February because, really, resurrection is a theme of every Mass. Every Sunday, we celebrate resurrection, not just at Easter time. All throughout the liturgical year, we are always celebrating resurrection. Certainly, Easter, we expect to find some more explicit readings about resurrection, but we hear Jesus teach about resurrection throughout the whole year. It's always appropriate to have a reading about resurrection. And the reason for this is that resurrection is the crowning truth of our faith. Without resurrection, nothing else really matters. Whereas the Sadducees, they thought resurrection was absurd, and that only things we experienced in this life made sense to them. But the opposite is actually true. The things we experience in this life are absurd, and they make no sense unless resurrection is true. That is why we gather every Sunday for Mass, and even during the week if we are able. Because Jesus told us that on the last day, He will raise up all those who have believed in Him, all those who have eaten His body and drunk His blood. When we celebrate the Eucharist, the sacrament of resurrection, then we make Jesus' death, resurrection, and ascension fully present to us. When we receive the Eucharist, we join our bodies to Christ's resurrection. On these Sundays, as these past few weeks, months, as Jesus was making his way toward Jerusalem, Jesus has been teaching his disciples, teaching us, 
and preparing us for belief in this crowning truth of our faith. Recall those Gospels from those weeks, those parables that we heard, the Good Samaritan, the rich fool, the dishonest steward, the story of Jesus' experience at the dinner party. All along the way on his journey to Jerusalem, Jesus has been transforming our limited human perspective on reality and helping us to see more and more his wider, more expansive, his divine perspective. And when we are attached to any any deadly sin, whether greed, envy, pride, then our view of reality is distorted. When we don't have resurrection always in our view, always in the front of our mind, then it, it makes sense to acquire as much as we can in this world. And it makes sense to use other people or to seek status in this world. With sin, then resurrection looks absurd. And the things of this world are the only things that make sense and the things that are primary. But Jesus came to heal us and to set us free from deadly sin, to give us his perspective of resurrection, to show us that resurrection is not absurd. Rather, the things of this world are meant to help us grow in faith and enter into resurrection, to even begin to experience resurrection now in this life. Jesus came to reveal to us that the things of this world are absurd and they make no sense without resurrection.